0: Hey hey, Jesus people, welcome to episode 3 of Keto and Christ, featuring my dear friend Annabelle (laughs) Shepardowski, there it is, that's it, you got it, Um, (laughs) the future of Mrs. Uh, Martin, which will be much easier for me to say in future introductions. I'm very excited. But I have Annabelle here with me tonight, we're going to be discussing uh, a lot of great things. We're going to start out with discussing relationships, um, our favorite topic. To discuss, mm. is it? Um, <laughs> yes. um, but I'm going to let her open up and just kind of tell you guys a little bit more about herself. But before we do that, we're going to open up in a word of prayer um, and just dedicate this time unto the Lord. So, Father God, we just we come before you, Lord, and I just thank you for the opportunity to come before you today and to have this chance to um, share your word and just the things that we've experienced, um, both. Before we met you and and now while we're walking in you, Lord, um, I just pray, Father God, that you use this podcast for your purposes, Lord, that your word would go forth and touch the hearts and the people that it needs to touch, Lord, and um, that you would just use this podcast for your your means and your means only, Lord God, we are your vessels. We just thank you for this opportunity to be able to share you um, with the people out there. And I just ask um, for you to just comfort those who are listening, Lord, and be there for them in, in their lives. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So, hi. hi. Welcome to Keto and Christ.
1: Thanks. I'm very excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here. So, um, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? You know, I could, I could start telling them about. You it. could I just gonna... say
1: everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know pretty much everything. So, uh, you know, but I'll, I'll let you um, do some introductions. She's a great actress, a great singer, um, a great friend, um, and you know, we met. Why don't you tell them how we met? Alrighty, you, I like the way that you tell this story.
1: Okay, do do I start from like just my story leading up to meeting the Andrea Curry, or do you want, <laughs> do you want me to talk about us? The meeting Andrea first? Curry. <laughs> do you yes. want? To, I'll talk about meeting us meeting first. No, talk about you your first. Talk story about my story. Yes. Cool. Um. All right. No prep. Let's go. Um. Well, <laughs> hi, I'm Annabelle. Um. <laughs> I guess. I mean, this is about Jesus. Of the night. Oh. Hello. Um, (laughs) this podcast is about Jesus. So we'll talk about Jesus.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I guess just my faith and -hmm. getting to be, to being a believer. Um, well, I was, I was raised a Catholic my entire life, not necessarily for religious purposes, But we did talk about believing in God in my house, but it definitely wasn't, you know, I never opened a Bible. I never understood what was being said at church. Um, But I loved going because I was singing and I was in in, uh, the children's choir. And then I got paid to (laughs) sing masses all by myself. And I was like, this is my first job and I get to perform and this is lovely. And it was definitely for clout. And I was, you know, in elementary school, middle school, high school for a little bit. But I eventually left the church. I was, I think, about 15 or 16. Um, a lot for just time. I didn't really... I was studying and doing school, and I didn't really have time to go to church anymore. But also, like, uh, being in the public school system, politics got in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, being at, in a liberal, very liberal environment. Yeah. Um, That was very anti any sort of Christianity. Um, that definitely pulls you out out of of it especially if you're not already
0: rooted in it oh yeah I, I even know like BC for me I was actually a bit of a liberal like, it's actually kind of weird to think back now. The yeah. stuff that I would have supported back then that I never mm-hmm. would now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just from being around it and being around Just, like, your peers. And, yeah. And the influence. You don't, don't
1: want to... Especially not even, like, students, but teachers. Yes. Like, the teachers at, especially mm-hmm. New York City public schools... Oh, yeah. ...are incredibly liberal. So that definitely helped take me out of it as well. Um, so I just stopped. I stopped mm-hmm. going to church. I stopped thinking about God altogether, I think. Um, but then I was 18, I believe I went, I was going to the New York film Academy for musical theater and, uh, a fellow classmate who, was uh, who became a good friend of mine, uh, said, Hey, you used to go to church. Uh, you want to come to this church with me? And I was like, um. Don't think so. I don't really want to go. And he's like, no, like, this is a cool church. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And he was like, it's, like a, it's, it's Hillsong. It's like a, like a it's Christian. Like a, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a hip. fun it's Christian hip. church. It's hip. Like, it's like a concert. And I was like, oh, mm, sure. Great. Especially at that time,
0: it was known as like, kind of like the celebrity church. Yeah. So like and yeah. Everybody, I feel like a lot of people were
1: going just because of It was that. fun and trendy. Right. And it was, and it was a concert. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, I mean, so anyway, so I went. And I fell in love with it. And not mm. just because of the, like, atmosphere and the vibe, but it was the first time I was hearing about God not in a Catholic way. Not, mm. like, you know, I was opening my Bible, and I was, I had never been told to to read the Bible. It was just what the priest told you to say in church, and that right. was it. Um, and I was starting to understand things and listening to worship, and I bought my own Bible, like, from Hillsong. I still have it. Um so I started getting into it, but I didn't really understand the lifestyle of what being a Christian meant and what being saved meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely wasn't at that point yet. Um, I There was definitely a part of me that was doing it because it was trendy. Mm-hmm. And I was making a lot of friends and seeing, you know, going on Instagram and seeing all of these, oh my gosh, Bible journaling. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's wild. It's, it's crazy. Jesus has become trendy, which I never thought... That would happen. Which is great, but also has so many cons because people right. are saying that they're following Jesus and they're not. Right. So that was definitely where I was mm-hmm. Um. along. I mean, we know many people and like from the past and the present who are going, who have gone through that and are going through that. And it's just, it takes big steps to, to hear from people who will tell you how it is. And like, this is what believing in God actually means. Right. Um. But it was an open door. And I do believe that you know, God opened that door Absolutely. and I was being called to come to church and I started going regularly and hearing about these things. And I was listening to sermons and, you know, getting into it, but still being very, very wishy washy. I didn't really know if I believed in God, like what I actually believed in. I just was just like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I get to get out every Sunday. I get to go to the city. Right. <laughs> it um, becomes, like I guess a, it's like a social interaction. It's a social it's interaction. Like, you get it's to a
0: grab lunch door. after mm-hmm. it's fun. Yes. We, we all know that, uh, Christians like to eat. Yeah, yeah, we
1: love to eat our good food.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, so anyway, so started going to Hillsong regularly. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated and started working uh, in theater. Uh, so I was working in theaters for about six years. So since I was 19 till I guess my last gig was uh, winter 2021. Unless yeah. you count the jam. But I don't really count that because count that's different. Jingle oh, jingle jam. Yes, jingle jam counts. Yes. But I mean professional, out-of-town theater, um, which made me even more wishy-washy mm-hmm. because of the uh, the culture of theater. Yeah. And again, being very liberal and being, um, calling, uh, everybody thinks they're open-minded. Mm-hmm. and They're very much not open-minded at all. Uh, they're very close-minded towards Christians, but I definitely took many, many, many steps back. You know, I was an adult. I was away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as like God didn't really play a huge factor in how we lived our lives at home, I was raised to like live in a respectful manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and to you know be a grown up and not do stupid things, but. I left and was working at these theaters for months, months, months at a time mm -hmm, and not having any authority at all. And I was able to do whatever I wanted and the people around me were doing whatever they wanted. So I did whatever I wanted. Um, And yeah, so I definitely, you know, living a very sinful lifestyle, um, kind of figuring myself out and finding myself. Mm-hmm. And doing all the self help stuff, but I was still opening my Bible sometimes, and my Bible always came with me to these contracts, and I would always read verses and do my little self help time with the Lord. Not <laughs> still not really understanding anything, but you um, know what? That that's the beautiful thing
0: about God is like even when you didn't know it, He was already trying to like help you and and work in you. Yeah, you know, I I shared this verse um on the last episode, but like you know. Um, in Isaiah sixty one, it's like one of my favorite verses. You'll probably hear me refer to it anytime I'm talking about scripture and how it has an influence in like our society and everything, mm-hmm. and why it's so important. So important for us to speak s- scripture. Um, into things in the, in life is because the word of God never goes void. So you thought that you were just sitting here doing your little self-help time with the Lord. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Lord was up in heaven probably laughing like, yes, that's right, and You are reading this. Read that verse. <laughs> it will help you. Little yeah. do you know how yeah. much it will sooner mm-hmm. than you think.
1: I am calling to you. Come here. <laughs> Come here, my child. Um, but yeah, so I was doing, you know, quiet Bible studies not showing anybody that I was doing them. But... um I was I was reading my Bible and I was still listening to worship music. Um but living a life that was completely not yeah. the life I should have been living. Um so fast forward to the summer of 2021, I was away working again after COVID. It was my first gig. Uh I was in North Carolina for four months. Mm. Um And, you know, COVID was a nice break from all of that because we were all stuck at home and I wasn't able to do anything fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I got a contract and I left for four months and I did it all. Um, And I was doing it all for four months. And um, I actually, I don't think I've ever told this to you before. It's something that you don't know. There was a Christian coffee shop in the town where the Uh theater was and I used to always go and read my Bible. Oh wow. Um and they had a prayer wall with note cards and pens and you could write prayers, uh-huh. prayer requests onto the wall. And I remember writing, and again, like nothing happened after this because I kept living the lifestyle I was living that summer, but I did write on that wall, like, Lord, I pray that I stop living like this. Wow. Like I stop living this way. I just got chills. Because <laughs> I I, like I want it to That's stop. Crazy. I want yeah. it so desperately to stop. And you know, looking back, I'm like, oh, the Holy Spirit was doing, he doing was what he needed to do. He was like, Yeah, don't worry, um, girl, I got you. So I do I did put that on the prayer and wall and you know, the rest of the summer continued doing exactly what I was doing, but I kept remembering. Like it kept I, I was like, I wrote that on the prayer wall. Like I wrote it. Like, why am I not doing anything to stop? But um so then that contract ended. I came back home about a week later. I was in the car with my family. We were coming home from something. We went away for the day to Pennsylvania or something. And just a crazy little thought entered in my mind. And now I know it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But it I was, was a like, crazy little thought from yeah, a Yeah, a little crazy thought. It's like, you're going to church tomorrow. It was on a Saturday. And I was like, um... Mom, I think I'm going to church tomorrow. <laughs> Immediately start Googling churches near me. We had just moved to a new neighborhood in Staten Island, so... I didn't know what churches were near me, Um, and I hadn't gone to church in Staten Island Mm -hmm. since my Catholic church when I was younger, because I was always going to Hillsong, and I was like, I don't want to commute anymore. I don't want to go to Hillsong. So, uh, Google, there's a church two minutes away from you. (laughs) I was like, great, it looks big, it looks nice, it looks awesome. Let's go. Go the next day,
0: saved crazy I'm literally getting chills right now because like I know your story right because yeah. we we met um at the church that we both currently well no you don't currently go there anymore I don't
1: currently go uh, got
0: there <laughs> but <laughs> you know it's it's so crazy um when I hear you telling it now and I hear you talking about putting you know the note up on that prayer wall mm-hmm. I think like the, the first thing that comes to my mind is that the the prayers of the righteous availeth much mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you might have just put up that prayer um, thinking like, okay, whatever. I'll just put it on this wall. But there's people that are actually praying for that prayer. Yeah. And just how amazing is it? Like, I I think sometimes about like the people I prayed for, even the prayer requests that I've had. And you have people praying for you that you don't even realize. Mm -hmm. And how God honors those people's prayers, you know, um, and how he honored whoever was praying for you, as well as the desire of your own heart to actually stop doing everything that you were doing, you know, um, it's so crazy to me, you know, I think uh, very much in today's society, like we forget how important and how powerful prayer is, Mm -hmm. you know, that's literally our biggest weapon against the enemy. It's our biggest weapon against the things of this world is just going on our knees before the Lord and praying to him. And just that one little simple, that one little act of saying, you know, the hardest thing, it's the hardest thing, but you had a desire for him. I think, you know, and I talked about this a little bit on the last episode too. It's like mm-hmm. when you have just that little bit of desire and you say, Lord, I just want this to be yours. And in your case, you were saying, Lord, I want to be yours. Mm-hmm. And he took that little bit of step and said, you know what? Not a problem. Yeah, you will this be. This is something that I'm going to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and answered it so quickly. So fast.
1: So fast. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, just like a thought. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll, yeah. And what was I thinking? I was like, yeah, I'll go to this church. Like, maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll stay. Maybe But he, he
0: didn't even just call you to the church, though. Like, he, he brought you deep into community in the church, yeah. too. And that's how we eventually ended up mm-hmm. meeting. Yeah. So. And I think, like, that before you get into mm-hmm. that, <laughs> Yeah. But the, the good part. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when I entered your life. Before you, you know, you met Jesus. But then you met, you but know.
1: But I met Andrea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um. You know, even in that, when you were talking a little bit before about your time away from your family and Mm -hmm. how you didn't have any accountability, you didn't have any authority, you had no community around Mm you to really walk out faith with. Yeah. And, you know, it's so important and so vital. And, like, God called you into Gateway. You gave your life to him. Mm -hmm. And then immediately he was like, all right,
1: now you're going to be a part of this church. Whole part. Yeah. It's, like, like, not something that I never would have imagined for myself. So, I mean, first day. Saved, I was like, yep, this is what I'm doing. This is amazing. I'm gonna stop doing everything I was doing, and I'm I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um that day I was talking to Sue, because she is on the welcome committee. We, we love, Sue. love Sue. We love Sue. Yes. If you ever come to Gateway, you'll know who Sue is yeah. immediately. Um, but Sue came up to me, she gave me like the welcome card, put all your information, she was like, You can join groups clubs bible site clubs bible studies <laughs> <laughs> we're in school now um and I was like oh actually like I'm a singer and she's like do you worship team I was like I've always wanted to because Hillsong worship team I was like oh my gosh I want to do that you know and I was going yeah. um Allison who's the worship leader at Gateway called me the next day and I was in the worship team and that was about a week. I didn't even know you were on the worship team yet. I
0: don't think. No, because I hadn't started yet. But it was like, you started like a week after I did on the worship team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, that's so crazy the way that God does timing with everything. Because I also like, I had started going back to church just to, to, to bear off. Like I'll, I'll give a little bit of how I ended up mm-hmm. get, at Gateway. Cause we both kind of started at Gateway around the same, the same time. time. Like a couple weeks and, apart. And like, I had just rededicated my life to the Lord and I'm coming back to Gateway and I'm just like not interested in getting involved in anything. And right away, God was just like, no. You're
1: going to be involved. You're going to
0: be involved. And for weeks, for weeks, he was telling me to speak to Allison. Every single week, he would just, like, put her in front of me and be like, talk to her. You're joining the worship team. And I was like, Lord, I can't join the worship team. And he was like, but join the worship team. And I would be like, no, I can't do that. And, like, even one Sunday, she literally... She came down off of the stage and literally was standing in front of me. And the Lord was like, now's your chance. Speak to her now. And I was like, nope. I literally turned around and ran out of the door. Um, but I still wanted to be obedient to him. I still wanted to listen. So mm-hmm. I eventually I did end up reaching out to one of the members of the worship team who I thought was not going to tell anybody that I said anything. And yeah, in two minutes of speaking to him, he was like, okay, so I told Allison all about you. Uh, Here's her number. You You can message her anytime you want. I'm like, I literally wrote to him and said you weren't supposed to do that. God was like, ha gotcha. No. Um, And so I ended up joining the worship team and I ended up also starting to go to um, different Bible studies Mm -hmm. and um, life groups that the church had because I knew that I wanted to be in community. And I ended up meeting Micah, which is another friend of ours. And we started like kind of um, a young adults group um, for people in our age group. And it was new. It was brand new. It was just starting off. And this was, like, maybe, like, a few days before I met you that it started. I think it was yeah. that, that last Friday was, like, our first time hanging out. Yeah, because you guys and came then out, like met you one that time Tuesday. before
1: I came. Yes. I think.
0: And we met... I met her on that Tuesday. We went to a
1: life group. And now oh, you can... Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> so, join the worship team. Great. Check. Then I was like, well, I want a Bible study, too. I need, like, a group of people. Like, again, like, with the community. I knew... I, I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I didn't mm-hmm. have any Christian friends. I was like, I need, I need people here, or I know I'm gonna walk away yeah. like immediately. So I joined this life group, I go, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's there's girls my age here. This is so great. Um, because it was a family group, so there most of the people there were older with kids, families. Right. Um and then there was like us. Um talk to Andrea and Micah. Andrea's like, we're so like how like how's what's your life? Like how you doing? Um and I was like, oh, you know, like I, I don't have a job right now. I'm just like chilling at home. I'm not really doing anything. And she was so like, great, so you're free. So you can you're free. You can come to dinner with us this Friday. And I was like, ah, oh, she goes, You don't work. I know you can come. I was like, <laughs> I'm just so sorry. My somewhat. socially anxious being <laughs> was like, Why did I tell her everything about my life? know I have to go. So I was very nervous to go, but I did. I went out with, we all went out for dinner Friday night, Mm -hmm. and that was the start of it all. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, a week of me coming to God was me being saved, joining the worship team, joining a life group, and then joining another life group and making friends that I'll have forever and who keep me accountable and... love the lord and we love each other and it's amazing now we're
0: we are growing a matching mug collection we do have a matching mug collection
1: yeah i do have one that you don't have and i'm very sad that i bought one without
0: (laughs) wow i am wounded (laughs) i feel betrayed
1: I sent her a a picture. Or was it on my story? Yeah, it was on your story. story. And I was like, that's such a cute mug. She's like, yeah. Sorry. I did get it a long time ago. This was before Mm -hmm. we started buying Mm -hmm. each other. Or you started buying me (laughs) a (laughs) mug. You've yet to buy me a
0: mug. (laughs) You are correct. I've also bought all of our matching outfits. That is also true. (laughs) We also have matching outfits. This is something she agreed to, though. I It wasn't forced upon us. It, it is. Um, we just, we, we enjoy having these matching things, and it just so happens that I usually find them first. Or in this case. Yeah. We, so the last thing that we got that we have matching are Naruto um, Sweatshirt. sweatshirts. She um, got for
1: my birthday.
0: Yes. I got it for her for her birthday. We were in the store together, and she points this out. And she's like, oh, I'm going to send this to to Chris and tell him to buy it for my, my birthday. My fiancé. Yes, her fiancé, um, Mr. Martin himself. <laughs> and um, as soon as she said it, in the back of my head, I'm like, I like Naruto too. But I'm not going to tell her this because I knew if I said it, she would know it was coming. You would have known immediately. If I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's a really cute. I like literally had to suppress. I would have been like, ha, My excitement. it for a holiday. <laughs> she would have absolutely known she would, there would have been no reason for you to send it to Chris because mm-hmm. you would have been like oh Andrea's getting it for yeah. me um, so I like suppressed myself when we were in the store I was like I can't have a reaction you she she were just like a... oh yeah. yeah I was like alright <laughs> she doesn't seem that excited about this not she, gonna took, buy it. she took the picture and we leave and like immediately like a couple days later I messaged Chris and I'm like hey um, if she sends you a picture of a hoodie you, you're you not getting it for her just <laughs>
1: And I did send it to him. And I said, oh, but it's like $25 or whatever it was. Like, I don't think I want to spend that much money. Chris goes, yeah, it's it's too expensive. Don't. You don't need it. That's my homie It's too wife. expensive for a sweatshirt. <laughs> I was like. Oh, I really can't spend $25 on a sweatshirt? Okay, I won't. Yeah, <laughs> And then I got it. <laughs> so
0: um, I was really excited to get that for you, too. It was sitting in my closet for so long. Because, like, mind you, her birthday, her birthday is in June. We saw these hoodies in, like, February or March. 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 I'm going to say March.
1: Um, it must have been three months that you had
0: it. Yeah. At least.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure I had it before we celebrated my birthday and it was just hidden in my closet and luckily I don't let anybody go in my closet not even her so (laughs) don't know what's behind those curtains (laughs) no and you never will um (laughs) Um, and she just never knew until I surprised her with it it was so great I love surprising people with things there was also a mug in the bag but that you knew about
1: that I did know about it, and that's my that's my like my favorite mug right now. It's the best. The shape mug. is perfect. The mm-hmm. size is perfect.
0: It says "My cup runneth over," which I mean, you know, if it's running over with Jesus or coffee, it's it. Both, both are good.
1: Both top tier.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: top tier Jesus and coffee.
0: But so speaking of
1: Chris, the future. Speaking of Chris, that yes. was that was another thing that happened mm-hmm. with me being saved. Was yes, like, you know, I. I, like, learning about God and, and you know, godly relationships. Godly relationships. I was like, oh, I need a Christian man. Great. Um, and I found one. Yeah. Found a good one. Mm-hmm. Just a few months later in January. And uh, oh, we're getting married. <laughs> I'm marrying this guy that I met online. This stranger. This stranger. This just... She met a stranger, oh, online, stranger. And online and now we're going to be, like, keeping yes. our life together forever. <laughs> what? What's happening? Crazy. Equally yoked and all. Yes.
0: Know? Which, you know, I mean, I think both of us uh, over the last few years, like, I know we mentioned before about, like, we weren't, like, living right and everything. Um, we had experiences with, like, ungodly relationships that kind of um, opened our eyes, When at least for me, when I came back to Christ, like... It, it revealed a lot to me. Number one, it revealed to me um, that I had never been in an actual, like, godly relationship before. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I was having so much trouble navigating the dating scene. Um, especially once I did rededicate my life to the Lord. Like, I, I swore off dating. Like, I haven't been on a date in two years now. Which is so crazy. Because I was actually really good at dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds stupid to say. But, like, I, I really was. Like, there was a point when I was actually on the dating sites and everything I literally had a date set up two of them at least every single weekend
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then when I rededicated my life to the Lord I was like all right well one of the things that needs to go is these boys because I don't need them yeah um and so I dedicated like all of this time and energy that I was putting on dating to just spending time with the Lord and now it's been like two years where it's just been me and Jesus and I'm like I almost don't want anybody to come into my Christian bubble. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like me and Jesus got a good thing going on right now. So like you need to really be a man of God mm-hmm. in order to enter into that bubble.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause if you, if you don't know, like if you haven't read your Bible this morning, we have no need to speak, sir. Yeah. There's just, there's nothing. And I know me and you have talked about that before where you, you know, we've said like, yeah, like, so I've never been in a godly relationship. Like, I never so, was. How did it, how how did it
1: feel when you um, when well, you found
0: yourself in one? You know
1: the story of our first date. Yeah, where it was a wonderful date. We went out for dinner. He bought me dessert, <laughs> which I was like, "Wow, this is weird." Yes, um, but I we I, love I, a man who feeds us. A man who feeds us and who gave me a hug after, walked me to my car and said bye, and I got into my car and I was like. I don't know if i like him i remember having this conversation with because i was so weirded out (laughs) i was it was my first date with a christian man where our talk over dinner was obviously getting to know each other but also about our walk with god Mm -hmm. and he just hugs me goodbye and says bye and that's it that's the end of the date no kiss no, hey, want to come home with me? No, you know, none of right. those things that I was so used to. And I got into my car and I was like, I am so weirded out. I don't know if I like this man because it is so weird that he didn't do anything. And then I was like, no, this is just different. And this is good. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I can actually take it slow for the first time in my life with a man. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And I am going to take it slow. But, like, it it took me a couple dates to be like, oh, this is what a godly relationship is. This is what a, a gentleman is supposed mm-hmm. to do, is supposed right. to act, is supposed to treat me. Um, you know, and, and it took me a couple of dates to be like, this this is this is right. Like yeah. this is what it's supposed to be. Cause you're um, so used to I'm so the used opposite. to the, you know, the, the trash. <laughs> <laughs> like it was trash. It was right. so trashy compared and to, to Chris to go like, on a date with him. In all reality, like even
0: nowadays when you meet somebody who says, or like their profile says that they're a well, Christian. Well, yeah. So that's
1: the thing is, I mean, Chris, we, we, we talked, we met on hinge. So we talked for like a week before actually going out on a date. And of course we both had Christian in our profile And I think one of the very first conversations he started was like, hey, I see it says Christian in your profile. Can you tell me about your faith? And I was like, yes, I can. Because, you know, we both wanted to know. Which is a great
0: question. Let me tell you right now, if you guys are listening to this, take some points, men and women, because I think that that is a great opening response. And I give Chris a lot of credit for that. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people will just blindly go out on dates with people and never ask them that question. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for me, that is like one of the things that I want to know essentially like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Because again, like, like I said before, if you don't ha- actually have an active walk with God, then we don't need to go out on the first date. Exactly. And need to know that this isn't exactly right. Because, well,
1: because what are you looking for? Like me and Chris were both looking for a husband and a wife. Right. We We, we knew what we wanted and I wasn't about to go on a date with somebody who I knew I wouldn't be able to marry. Mm -hmm. And he knew the same thing. And he's, Chris is older than me. He's four years older. Like he was more ready to be married than I was, Mm -hmm. you know, like he knew exactly what he was after. Yeah. And he wanted to know that he was getting to a relationship with a woman following God, which he found out very, very soon after we started talking and for good reason.
0: And I think that that's a beautiful thing. Like when you are actually like in a relationship that's equally yoked. And I do think sometimes that like, that means more than just that person believes in Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. Because somebody could say like, I believe in Jesus and you know, not really have a rooting or relationship Mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so important because if like, you know, you guys are going to get married and everything and all these different things come up, you have all of these trials and issues that come up. Um, And if you're not both rooted in a relationship with Christ, when those things come up, rather than seeking God, you're going to end up in arguments, you're going to end up seeking the world for advice. Mm -hmm. You know, you start bringing other things into the marriage and very quickly things start to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm speaking from my experience because I I actually, I am divorced um, and which I know is a taboo thing, but... (laughs) Um, nonetheless, like, you know, that was part of my story and part of the reason why I felt like I couldn't have a relationship with God anymore, um, was because now I I was divorced from my husband and and it's the thing that threw me back into the world Mm because I felt like now I'm stained. What Christian man is going to want to marry me, um, with this divorce in, in my background? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's when also I came to that same realization that I was never in a godly relationship to begin with, um. Because even in my relationship with my um, ex, um, when we first met, he wasn't saved. Yeah. And he ended up coming to Christ um, after we had started dating. Mm -hmm. But he never had his own relationship with Jesus. Like, it was it was always me who was more so in love with Jesus. It was always me who was saying, you know, I want to share the gospel with this person mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, his behaviors, even after, you know, we got married and everything, were never godly. You know, there was no fruit there that mm-hmm. showed that this man was somebody who loved God. Forget about even, like, showing me that he loved me because there wasn't any of that either. But there was no evidence that this man love Jesus trying to
1: pursue and I
0: think that that's why I like champion you and Chris so much because when you tell me about all these different ways that you guys keep each other accountable Mm. and um the conversations that you have about the Lord I'm like yes amen like that's that's what I want for my friends that's what I want for my future as Mm -hmm. well somebody who I could pray with someone who I know is praying for me when I'm praying for them yeah um, and then also somebody when like trials and issues in this life come up, cause they are, there, there's going to be times Always. where, especially like when you're married, like there's issues with finances, mm-hmm. there's issue with like, you know, how many kids do you want? When do you mm-hmm. want children? Like all these things, all these hurdles that come up, um, not to mention all of the other things that life brings, you know, mm-hmm. death, um, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm trying to like not get so dark and morbid. No, yeah, but that's <laughs> Death, you know, illness, like you know all stuff these happens things in life. Yeah, that are major things, and if you don't both have that foundation to say we're gonna bring this before God mm-hmm. and we're gonna put it on Him,
1: yeah,
0: um, things are gonna quickly start to deteriorate for sure. Um, and I, that's why I think that that verse that talks about not being unequally yoked with unbelievers mm-hmm. goes into to saying like, so what, for, because what does light have to do with darkness? And if you're dating someone who's not saved or you're married to someone who's not saved, it's going to be, uh, hard. It's going to be a hardship to because be a you're serving two different masters, yeah. you know, yeah um, but anyway, that that's just to say I love Chris. He's great. We love Chris. He's my, my brother in Christ. I knew, I knew immediately that I was gonna like him and tell them why.
1: Oh, <laughs> because after a few dates, I think I told you, I was like, I can't wait for you to meet Chris. He reminds me a lot of you. <laughs> in 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 the way he talks about God right. and just the 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 conversations that we were having the very open conversations we were having about our our walk with God which, Um which is I mean what made Andrea and I become such close friends is because we're both very open with our past and our present and, and our walk and and it's like a breath of fresh air yeah to be able to talk about those things so Chris, so... I was like oh this is yeah. this is so nice this is great it's like you know he became a best friend for me mm-hmm.
0: and like I didn't actually get a chance to hang out with him one-on-one until like The day before he proposed,
1: yeah, literally.
0: And we we talked that day for hours, talking about like me and him. We were just getting into words. Like (laughs) there were points where I was just
1: like chilling (laughs) on my phone. I was like, I'll let him. I've talked to both of them about these things. Let them talk to each other about. Oh yeah,
0: we had some great conversations. Like, and I love that too, because like there's certain things that we see like differently, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we were able to just like converse about them so naturally and freely. Like, love it when I'm talking to somebody who really knows the Word of God, Mm -hmm. like, because it's just so much fun. Like, when me and you talk and we send each other scriptures and everything, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is great. Yes. Let's get into it a little bit deeper. Let's talk about what the Word of God says, Mm -hmm. you know, um, like, actually, so, because, you know, we do talk about the Word of God on the show. So, I wasn't going to bring this up, but this is one of the verses that I sent you, like, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'll share this because, like, I think, like, it'll be fun to just even... Um, talk about it right now because Mm -hmm. it's a great passage of scripture and it comes from Hosea chapter 10 verses 11 uh, 11 through 12 and it says Israel is like a trained heifer treading out the grain an easy job she loves but I will put a heavy yoke on her tender neck I will force Judah to pull the plow and Israel to break up the hard ground I said plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love plow up the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the Lord, mm. that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. Amen. And I remember I read that and I was
1: like, Annabelle <laughs> sent it to me immediately. Immediately. I'm like, he called I was, them heifers. And this is when I was not caught up with my Bible readings. And I was like, oh, I'm not up to that yet, but I'll get there. <laughs>
0: yeah. So me and her, um, along with like our regular, you know, reading of the word and everything, we're also a part of this chronological Bible study at, at um, Gateway. Which is the church you used to go to, the ch- church that I currently am at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes, you know, things happen. And we fall a little bit behind on the reading. You I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a
1: few days behind right now myself. You miss a couple days or like a month, like I did. <laughs> uh, but we, we, we're we caught up now. Not Andrea, I
0: am. Well, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll catch up pretty quickly, though. I only just recently fell behind, so I'm only yeah. a couple days back. But I definitely need to catch up. Um, but I just, I love this whole entire passage I remember I sent it to you and I was like girl here's the breakdown of what I get out of this mm-hmm. and um you know this kind of goes into like one of the things that we want to talk about just aside from like romantic relationships was how important like friendships are yeah um, in keeping each other accountable
1: same, and in the same capacity that yeah. you know is a relationship with your partner and with God like the the accountability and the the being equally yoked with friendships is like so important to me now because yeah. like, I understand it and like, you need to have people around you to to keep you accountable and that you can talk about this stuff with and yeah. who understand what we're going through. And like, I think
0: it's important. It's not too. easy
1: to be a Christian.
0: It's not. It's really not. Like, we, we talked about this a couple days ago, too. It's so easy to not be a Christian. Oh, yeah.
1: I said this in a Bible study we had a few weeks ago. I was like, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, I should just like, it'd be so much easier to just go back to what I was doing because mm-hmm. it'd be so easy. The yeah. easiest thing to just like, yeah, yeah, Chris, whatever, Andrea, whatever, church, whatever. And then have an I, easy I wouldn't wait. let her go that easy then. Yeah, right?
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I'd be texting Chris, like, we gotta... <laughs> there would be an army outside of my door. <laughs> We'd be going out but, there and
0: kidnapping her real quick.
1: Yeah. But I'm also, you know, I'm at a point in my walk with God where that can't happen anymore. But, you know, sometimes you have the thought of, like, how easy it was yeah to not think about it, to just do whatever you wanted. Right, because there, it's there isn't anybody in this. It's, it's a choice every single mm-hmm. day to wake up and follow God. It is. It's absolutely a choice. choice. It's not It's, it's not passive. And like that's living, what I love about Living for the world is very passive. It is. Because you don't have to think mm-hmm. about anything.
0: You don't, because you're just going based off of your feelings. You're mm-hmm. going based off of what you want in that moment. And, you know, that's easy for anybody to do. It's even easy for us to get caught up in that, even when we are following the Lord. Yeah. And then because we have the Holy Spirit, because we have godly relationships around us,
1: conviction,
0: we get convicted. We have people who can point us in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so important. A lot of times for us to remain teachable as well, to be open to people coming and correcting us Mm -hmm. in our lives, you know, helping discipline us. Yeah. Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to carry each other's burdens. We're called to point out each other's sins and iniquities. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a lot of verses that talk about that in the word and, you know, um, how, you know, that verse in particular that people always love to bring up and say, like, you know, you're not supposed to judge people. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It says says judge not least ye should be judged and then it goes into, like, you know, because if you, having a plank in your own eye, mm-hmm. go to try and remove the speck in your brother's eye, how you're going to do more damage than good. But it goes on to say that first remove that plank from your eye and, and then, then go to your brother yeah, and help him remove the speck from his eye. Mm-hmm. It never says don't, Don't point out your issues with each other. Other verses of scripture say, you know, if you see your brother or sister sinning, point it out to them. Mm -hmm. And if they repent, then amazing. That's That's great. great. You've won your brother back. If they do not, then you go to them with another witness and you Mm -hmm. confront them again. You know, because we are living in such a fallen world and it's so easy for us to get caught up into the things of this world. And if we don't allow other people to come in and, you know, help us... Mm -hmm. Recognizing that it's coming from a place of love, not from a place of like, you know, harm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's the other thing, too. I don't want anybody to confuse me here when you're listening to this and they go, Yeah, see, I could go up to brother so and so. No, first you need to seek your own heart. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to search yourself first and say, You know what, Lord, why am I wanting to do this? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel the need? to confront this person. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel the need to bring this up to my pastor? Like yeah. why why is it important for me to do this? Am I doing it out of service to myself? Because first let me take out the plank in my own eye mm-hmm. and really figure out why am I doing this. Yeah. And then I could go forward with a clean and pure heart, knowing that I am doing this for the benefit of my brother and sister in Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because ultimately we wanna we wanna be able to hear good Good, <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. When we come before the Lord, and yeah. that's something that we're not going to hear if we try to do this walk alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like a lot of what this this scripture is saying is similar to that. When it's talking about you know plowing the ground, um, you know I will force Judah to pull the plow and Israel to break up the hard ground. Um, you know it, the, the just the the um, way that everything is put in this. I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness. You know, anybody who's a farmer or any... It's hard work. It Because, listen, I do not have a green thumb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I, I do not. I think Chris got me flowers for my birthday, and they were dead in, like, two days. Sorry, Chris. My mom was like, I walked into your room, and, like, there was, like, mold on your flowers, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs)
0: But, you know, it's it's something that's difficult. And I feel like this verse puts that in perspective with the with the words that it uses um, to plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. I mean, you know, it takes time to go out and plant, to put things in the ground, Mm -hmm. bury them. um, And then it says to plow up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. And again, like that part right there, like powing up the hard ground of our hearts. We're the ones that constantly get it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Lord, he's, he's good at getting his job right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we like
0: to argue with him and tell him that he's wrong uh-huh. a bunch of times, uh-huh. but more often than not, like he, he's, he's the one who has it on point. Yeah. Um, uh, more often than not. Mm-hmm. Always. 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 Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick gut check from the Holy Spirit. Like, excuse me.
1: God, you got it right. Uh, 98% <laughs> of the time.
0: 98 the, the other 2%, I don't know. Wrong. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's really, we need to check ourselves mm-hmm. and really work on being open to having people correct us and do those.
1: That's um, hard to learn. Yeah, it is. It's hard to learn. I actually, we spill in water on ourselves, but that's okay. <laughs> um... Chris and I are reading Sacred Marriage, which mm-hmm. we got, we had a young adults conference at, at Gateway a few months ago and we all got this mm-hmm. book and we're, we're dropping caps now. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> we are reading this, uh, this book in preparation for our marriage. And I just read a chapter today actually that talked about, um, about forgiveness and compromise and con- mm. confrontation and confession and about all these things that you don't want to think about. Mm -hmm. in marriage but you Mm -hmm. have to think about um and there was actually oh am i gonna be able to find it it was really good and chris really liked it pause (laughs) it was great i made a print for it because i want to print it out and put it in our housey house when we get Mm -hmm. married Um, I'm not going to get it now, but I think it was, it was talking about like what a good marriage consists of. Uh And I think this, this goes for any relationship, friendship Mm -hmm. or otherwise. And it was like, um, uh, it had, oh, struggle, Mm -hmm. crucify selfishness, Mm -hmm. confront and confess Mm -hmm. and forgive. Yeah. All of the hardest things you could Mm -hmm. possibly do as a human being. And it was like, this is what a good marriage consists of. Like struggle. I and confrontation, (laughs) it really and crucifixion. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry, what am I getting myself into? (laughs) But but you know, we like you say in in all of your episodes, we live in a fallen world, Mm -hmm. and those things are going to happen because we are sinful human beings. Yeah, and we're never going to be perfect, and we're always going to have struggle, and we're always going to have obstacles, and we got to get through them somehow. And the only way to get through them is with the Lord, yeah, because I mean, ultimately, like the Bible says that we need to work through our
0: salvation with fear, tra- with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. and what that really means is that it's going to constantly be hard work and effort on our part yeah. to seek out the Lord. But it's always going to be beneficial to us in the end, mm-hmm. you know. And I've I've said this in every episode. I, I'm going to continue to say it. I don't. I'm, I'm going to stop putting in disclaimers. But following Jesus is literally um the best decision I've ever made in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm pretty sure like you you feel the same. And you know, to know that there's this God who decided that he was gonna come down and die for us because we weren't able to be righteous on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, he he set out the law before people and they failed over and over and over again. And so he sent his son. He Jesus came down in God came down in the form of man in order to say, you know what? I love my creation so much that I want to become the sacrificial sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. I want to be the completion of the forgiveness of sins. That way, if they accept me, they could have relationship with me um, and ask us to just come to him and repent and have that relationship with him. So that way we could have eternity with him in heaven. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just so amazing to know that God loves us that much, that it was that important to him to send Jesus that like, you know, we mentioned before, we're reading the chronological Bible Mm -hmm. study to see how this was his plan from the beginning, from the minute that he saw men fall, he knew that he was going to send his son to bring about, um, new creation Mm -hmm. in this world, you know, um, the Bible is essentially a story about a world that has been ripped apart and God is going to bring it back together. So, um, on that note, I want you guys to stick around the next, next episode. Um, Annabelle's still going to be here with us. We're going to talk a little bit more about, um, relationships and, and, um, as well as talk about worship and kind of what that means to us. But, you know, thank you again for coming out and listening Um, God bless you guys. And as always, if you've made the decision to follow Christ as your Savior, please reach out. You could reach me on any of my platforms. Um, You could also send me an email at keto.and.christ at gmail.com. And I would love to answer any of your questions about taking those next steps with Jesus and getting you connected to a community. So that way you can find yourself a um, mug loving matching bestie just like this. (laughs) God bless you guys and I'll talk to you soon